0: In today's episode of Crypto Over Coffee, we're talking about Alluvium, a blockchain game that is setting the bar for what the future of gaming in crypto really should look like. But that's not all, we've got news about Cosmos Adams major tokenomics update, some big USDC stablecoin news, a potentially bullish crypto regulation update, and more that you do not wanna miss. That said, you know the drill, grab yourself a coffee, make sure you are subscribed, and stick around for the entire episode. And by the way, Please beware of scammers. I will not reach out to you on social media or in the YouTube comments or on chat apps. Please be safe. Now, it is no secret at all that blockchain gaming and all the fanfare and excitement that came with it were one of the cornerstones of the 2021 crypto bull market. And there was so much hype around every single game that was announced with NFTs or cryptocurrency integrated into the gameplay. However, like all hype cycles, this unbridled joy and excitement turned sour after the grandfather of blockchain games, Axie Infinity lost its steam, the venture money dried up along with the bull market, and we went into a crypto winter that we are in right now. But just like DeFi before it, blockchain gaming will have its day again, in my opinion, in the coming years. As the malaise of the bear market lifts, one day, who knows when. And there are still, though, a select few builders who have committed to the long game, pun intended, of building something truly special. And one of those I want to talk about today, and that is Alluvium, the cross-chain fantasy role-playing game that is among the first AAA quality games to be announced in the blockchain space. So, what makes Alluvium unique or special? You are probably wondering. And it's not the fancy AAA label with the solid graphics or the marketing or the token or any of that stuff, this is what sets it apart from the majority of the competition. Two things, their focus and their vision. Now you might be thinking, dude, these are abstract ideas. Like what does that even mean? So let me explain. If you look at the purpose of most blockchain games and their projects, it seems to be to sell tokens and NFTs, not to make a good game that people like to play. However, Illuvium's focus has been clear from the very beginning. The actual gameplay had to be top tier from the start. They would take their time to make games that were worth playing, and they would put gamer enjoyment over crypto, NFTs, and play to earn and other buzzwords. And ironically, the crux of a successful and sustainable token economy for play to earn to function long term is shocking. Just build a game or a set of games that people like to play and that will attract new users to join and grow the ecosystem, and it works. So by placing less emphasis on the token aspects of the game, you actually raise your chances of success in the token aspects of the game. So as it stands today, Alluvium is set to launch a playable beta in early 2023 that's available on mobile, PC, and Mac, but formal release dates for games are yet not available. Still, the focus that the Illuvium team has placed both publicly in their marketing and seemingly privately as well has not been on the buzz and the hype around play to earn and cryptocurrency and nfts it's been on building a great game first and foremost or great games plural and the jury is still out on whether they achieve this goal or not because we haven't played the games but we'll know more when the beta launches about what this work has brought which brings me to my second point the vision which has been to build a gaming ecosystem that is powered by the core fungible ilv token and the nft in-game items in multiple games not just one. So Aluvium envisions an interoperable blockchain gaming ecosystem where owners of the ILV token and NFTs for in-game items can use these assets across multiple games. So the users can use the same NFTs in more than one game in Alluvium's lineup. And this is key because rather than forcing users to buy yet another token or pick up a whole new set of NFTs to play each new title and each new game that's released, You have this interoperability between games and titles in your portfolio and that's half the promise of blockchain gaming the portability of in-game items from title to title so alluvium's first game is going to be like a city builder game not totally unlike clash of clans but it's also been stated that this is going to be followed closely by another game called overworld in which assets earned in that first game will be playable items so there's bridging between games and then a third game is going to follow it's already in planned but there also might be other games after that. I've heard some rumblings about six more games after that. And so the same base assets from the first two games will be playable in the third and so on and so forth. So to me, this fulfills the vision of what blockchain games should be. Fun gameplay first, followed by interoperability and cross game assets. And the company around the game can be developed organically the community the economy can be built in a way that's not artificial so i'm personally very excited to see what alluvium delivers in its first two games and how the economic elements of the game fall into place as players start to play the game organically from my perspective alluvium and some of the select few games like star atlas have a long-term vision and a focus on gameplay are setting the bar for what blockchain gaming and gamefi will look like in the future and there will surely be lessons learned there will be mistakes and for those who are building in the future they'll probably get a lot out of seeing alluvium deliver so let me know in the comments or on twitter at Hashoshi4 what you think about alluvium and if you think blockchain gaming is going to be successful in the long term now in other news cosmos adam has outperformed most of the crypto markets of late driven by fundamentals and just general excitement around the powerful interoperability network and its many unique purpose-built blockchains in the Cosmos ecosystem. And this positive price action was driven in part by excitement around changes to the token economics of the core Atom token and updates that would make the Cosmos hub where that Atom token uh, resides central to the security design in a more overarching way to the Cosmos ecosystem. So more utility and less inflation one would assume is a positive indicator for the price of Atom. So at the Cosmoverse conference, the official paper detailing these changes was released, and that outlined interchain security, which is a mechanism that puts the Cosmos hub in position to provide security and cut blocks for other blockchains in the Cosmos ecosystem. And this change effectively means that Atom and the Cosmos hub become more important to the broader set of blockchains that currently exist, and ones that will exist in the future and get bootstrapped on Cosmos. So this rewards validators in the Cosmos Hub for providing security and cutting blocks for other chains, not just for securing the Cosmos Hub like it is today. So in general, you can call this revenue generated through interchain security, if you really think about it. And this all comes along with a long-term fix to the concerning levels of inflation for the Atom cryptocurrency, which comes in the form of a multi-year decaying inflation mechanism which will slowly carry the monthly issuance of atom from 10 million units a month to 300,000 units per month uh, and i was looking at some stats and it looks like nearly a third of atom in circulation is issued in the last two and a half years give or take so a fix here is definitely needed however changes to token economics can have unpredictable side effects so there's a safety switch built into this protocol change that can revert to the old mechanisms the old token economics model if needed and this is a smart idea. And even though I think that reducing inflation and putting it on a linear curve long term is a good idea for Adam's price, it's more important to think about the whole ecosystem and its security, first and foremost, well above the price economics or the economics of the Adam token. So it remains to be seen how this change affects Adam long term in terms of price, but we will soon find out. And a good coffee tonic here from Onyx Coffee. Uh, so anyway shifting gears here the popular regulated stablecoin usdc is going to be rapidly expanding in the last quarter of 2022 according to its issuer circle at its recent event circle announced that the us dollar stablecoin usdc would be coming to several new ecosystems in late 2022 including ethereum's layer twos arbitrum one and optimism as well as near protocol and the interoperability network polkadot circle also indicated that usdc would come natively to cosmos in early 2023 as well and this is a clear statement of intent for circle and a big bet on layer twos and interoperability networks, which is really important to the future. So to support wider uh, network groups for USDC, there will also be a burn and mint cross chain transfer protocol to allow users to move USDC around these different chains amongst the supported networks. And that should make it easier for users to use USDC across chains. And this comes at a time when USDC is under a lot of pressure against competition, both in DeFi protocols, native stable coins, big centralized players like Tether really duking it out for market share. And probably one of the most contentious and significant developments over the next two years is going to be seeing how stablecoins evolve and how regulations around them come into play around the world. So keep your eyes on this one. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch. And speaking of interesting to watch, make sure you stick around till the end of the show today because I've got some really important updates on crypto regulation and the Tornado Cash saga later in the show, so make sure you stick around for those. Now, I actually do want to take a moment now to shout out the sponsor of today's show, PrimeXBT. PrimeXBT offers a full set of crypto exchange products for the experienced trader from simple purchase of crypto to high-risk, high-reward margin trading. PrimeXBT also offers trading contests for those who wish to put their skills to the test as experienced traders on the platform. And for users who aren't quite ready to dive into the expert level world of crypto trading, PrimeXBT also offers a training academy platform where one can learn about various different topics in the world of crypto trading, from the very fundamental topics to current state analysis and a whole bunch more, including advanced topics, and I've had uh, Dirk Hartig, a professional trader who leads that educational content on the PrimeXBT Academy platform on my show. And he does a great job explaining these topics from basics to more advanced topics. So if you want to check out PrimeXBT, you can find a link in the description below to explore all of their offerings, including the Academy. Please note that there may be geographic restrictions that apply and that this is a high risk item. If there's a high risk of losses associated with trading cryptocurrency or any other assets of like kind, particularly with leverage. So I want to warn you there. Please adhere to strict risk management practices at all times. Thank you very much to Prime XPT. Now, my friends, you know what time it is? It is time for 404 Logic Not Found, a firecracker of a segment on the show where we bring attention to illogical happenings in and around the crypto space. And if you want to help the show get some attention, by the way, please hit the like button, get subscribed, follow the podcast, share it with your friends, whatever you can do. It's really, really appreciated. So thank you in advance. Now, the illogical soup de jour is what I like to call blank to earn, which is a blanket term for the seemingly never ending clones of crypto projects that adopt the do something to earn crypto model. You're probably familiar with the concept of play to earn, where you play a game and you earn some in game cryptocurrency or an NFT that has market value, which, you know, okay, I can kind of accept that if it's done correctly and sustainably. Key distinction there, of course. And Alluvium, the game we talked about today, will have to do a really good job of balancing this very design decision. However, now you have all kinds of stupid ideas gaining traction that have absolutely no need for cryptocurrency reward systems or NFT reward systems of any kind. One example of this is a total ridiculous idea that I saw recently called Clubcoin, which is coining this new term called Party to Earn. Now, ClubCoin is reportedly building a digital payment mechanism available at nightclubs and retailers and music streaming services and other things like that, and it's going to offer cashback experiences and NFTs to partygoers as they buy stuff. So the idea is you buy stuff with the ClubCoin token, you might get some marginal return back. There's really nothing groundbreaking about this, and there's no reason why crypto or NFTs have to be a part of it. And look, I'm as big a crypto and decentralized tech fan is the next guy or gal here but there's a line right i mean you've got move to earn play to earn now there's party to earn before you know it we're gonna have pet to earn where you pet dogs and earn crypto or flush to earn where you earn an nft whenever you flush your toilet i mean i'd love to read stupid comments to earn right where i can earn crypto for every stupid or rude comment i get on my youtube channel but no such luck i mean Jokes aside, not everything needs cryptocurrency or an NFT or a rewards model for that matter. Frankly, very few of the use cases out there warrant these types of economic incentives and definitely don't need cryptocurrency to do it. Not only that, but creating a sustainable economy around these blank-to-earn models is almost impossible most of the time. There's always some need for a subsidy or the entire system blows up when new users stop plowing money into it. So let me be clear, I picked on ClubCoin because it was top of mind. I just saw it today, but there are countless other projects that you can find even on a cursory search through Twitter or crypto news outlets that have this to earn model that have not the faintest chance of survival in the fullness of time, they are trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. So people don't need to be paid to walk or To go to a club or to go to the gym and cryptocurrency nor nfts are necessary to economically facilitate or incentivize any of those activities at all so you may find rare exceptions like i mentioned earlier in play to earn games but i've yet to see in october 2022 a game that delivered a playable fun and sustainable long-term play-to-earn ecosystem and that day may come but it hasn't yet The bottom line is this it's undoubtedly a 404 logic not found to slap cryptocurrency and nfts around a use case that doesn't need economic incentives or a system around it and even more illogical is the idea that investors should shoulder the burden of supporting the often lopsided incentives that these blank to earn models offer during their short-lived existence that's just my thought let me know in the comments or on twitter what you think now for those of you who have been following the very dramatic saga around regulation in the crypto space particularly in the united states you will know that it has been a confusing and downright murky water since the very beginning there is no clarity whatsoever around the rules there are power struggles going on and it's very difficult for builders to build because of this lack of clarity many believe that in the United States, the Commodity Futures Trading Commissioner, the CFTC, would be the ideal regulator for this space. And CFTC Chairman Rostin Benham recently spoke about how regulatory clarity that could be brought by the CFTC on a CFTC-regulated crypto market could be hugely beneficial for the price of Bitcoin and crypto, for example. In fact, Chairman Benham stated that Bitcoin's price could double in a clear regulatory environment due to various factors, like the resultant institutional inflows of capital to Bitcoin. Now, price predictions and speculation aside, what I like about what he said in this interview is that the market needs a clear regulatory framework. This comes in contrast to the rulemaking by enforcement that has been, you know, sort of become the norm under the SEC's approach to regulating the crypto market, which only serves in reality to make it nearly impossible to understand how to comply and disincentivizes builders from building for fear of enforcement action. So yes, under the CFTC, there would still be SEC involvement, but only under a clear definition of what cryptocurrencies are going to be deemed securities. And under clear definitions, it is easy to understand who must comply with securities regulations and who doesn't, which it really seems simple. And I don't know why it's been so complicated. Of course, every time I talk about regulation on the channel, there are a handful of people who bash me for it. But the fact of the matter is whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, regulation's coming and I won't celebrate regulation, but I'll surely take sensible regulation over senseless enforcement action like we have today. That's my opinion, but you're always entitled to your own. No worries. Actually, by the way, speaking of regulation, I read a very interesting opinion piece the other day I think it was on Coindesk about law enforcement and the U.S. Treasury Department and how they could tackle illicit activity like money laundering on crypto mixers like Tornado Cash without sanctioning code like they did recently. And if this isn't ringing a bell, just for a refresher, the US Treasury Department took action to sanction the Tornado Cash smart contract code and a list of addresses that interacted with it, making it illegal for US persons to conduct any sort of interaction with the protocol, the code, or any of the related addresses. And this action drew a lot of criticism from open source software proponents and many others because it crossed a philosophical line in violating freedom of speech, according to many detractors. The premise being that code is speech, and sanctioning code is effectively banning a form of speech. It's obvious that there should be action taken against bad actors, we get that, but there's this debate about the methods used to achieve that end. So this opinion piece that I read um, and that I talked about just a second ago outlined an alternative approach that enables one to stamp out money laundering and hold bad actors accountable without potentially violating first amendment rights. And this all starts with targeting the individuals that play a significant role in effectuating these transactions for bad actors on mixing protocols, more specifically, rather than sanctioning code, which can be executed by anyone, by the way, the US government could proceed legal action against individuals who operate relayers and liquidity providers that are critical to privacy-focused mixers like Tornado Cash. So by directly targeting individuals who should know and who are enabling illicit activities using this code, there's no reason or no need to raise ethical flags by sanctioning the code itself. Sanction or go after the people who are executing the code, not those who wrote it. So, the only issue with this approach potentially is that targeting relayers and liquidity providers would inherently reduce the degree of privacy afforded to licit or law abiding users of the protocol whose only desire is to have privacy, which is not a crime at all. And privacy is another domain that like stablecoins, is going to be a really contentious issue in the years to come. Actually, it has been for a while. So we shall see how this pans out, but this was an interesting thought experiment to chew on after I read this op-ed and I'll link it in the description in case you want to give it a read yourself. Now if you are also interested in crypto regulation and what the future might hold for that, you should definitely check out last week's episode of Crypto Over Coffee, which I'll link up here in the description that talks about Ripple XRP and Ripple Labs, huge case against SEC and vice versa, has wide ranging implications for the future of crypto, and of course, Above all, I hope that you and your family have a great rest of your weekend. And until next time, cheers.